Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, my friends. I want to thank y'all for joining me, Catfish, for another episode of Clashing in Traffic. Today, y'all, today is a very special day in Clash of Clans. Today is update day, and we will get into some of the details of that update uh, a little bit later down into the episode. But before we get there, if you haven't done it already, I want to encourage everybody to go open up your game, go down into your settings, scroll all the way down to the bottom, to the more settings, down to the bottom again, and where it says creator boost, please, I don't care whose code you put in there, put somebody's code into the creator boost. Uh, that creator boost really does help out our buddies who are out there making content for us, showing us YouTube videos and replays, and giving us what all of the latest and greatest meta is. Uh, so whether, like me, you are a fan of Klaus Gaming, uh, use code Klaus. If you like Judo, code Judo, Bash, uh, Eric, whoever your favorite content creator might be, please go in there and enter a creator code. Because I know that there are a lot of you dirty rotten gemmers out there who are going to be buying all of the great packs that come along with an update. Uh, and we thank you for that. I call you a dirty rotten gemmer, but I tell you what, if it wasn't for the guys who are being dirty rotten gemmers, then Supercell wouldn't be making any money on the game, and if they weren't making any money on the game, well, they wouldn't just be, they just wouldn't be supporting it and updating it. It wouldn't be as great as it is today. So, yes, I call you a dirty rotten gemmer, but come on, let's be real now. Thank you guys for supporting the game that you love so much and keeping it going for those of us who just don't have the ability to buy those $100 packs every time they come out. So thank y'all, uh, but please, please make sure that you're going in and putting in a creator boost. Now, let's go ahead and let's catch up with some stuff that happened. Uh, last episode, we talked about how things were going with Supercell CWL. I hope that everybody's clan out there did very well this past uh, week finishing out Supercell CWL. Uh, with the Knights of Zion, as I said, we were actually doing CWL over in Jericho Rising, which is our normally our event clan. It was also in Champions 3, so we had the same amount of, uh, of competition, the same medals and all that that were going to be available to us. Uh, but because of some little bit lower uh, participation in the clan and having to try out some new trialists, we decided we want to protect our rank over in Knights of Zion, and we went ahead and did war over in Jericho Rising. And last week, when I left y'all, we were actually battling the first place team. Uh, we knew that we were not going to promote. Uh, that wasn't going to be our goal this month. Our goal was going to try to just do as well as we could, try out a new plan for coming up with uh, the rotation for getting people in. We went with that 21-man roster, which actually seemed to work out pretty well for us. Uh, I think if we can get the right 21 guys in, we might actually be able to use that uh, even to push up a little bit higher. So uh, maybe... Later in the summer, we'll, we'll try to push up a little higher uh, with summer vacation, everything going on. I think we're going to have a little bit lower participation uh, again coming up, but that doesn't matter. We'll keep it going, and you will be hearing about good stuff from us at some point. <laughs> but we were battling the first place team. We knew that these guys, they had a huge lead on everything. Um, they were pretty much going to be a lock for first place uh, and promoting uh, they were averaging 35 stars and had already had two wars where they had 37. Uh, our bases, we were defending well, but 
these guys were putting up a massive amount of stars against everybody. Uh, and unfortunately, as they were attacking us, one of their guys had a disconnect fail. Uh, he started a warden walk, and then you could tell that shortly after that warden walk started, he must have lost connection. Uh, his warden continued to walk. I mean, his warden walk, even without support spells and without any support troops, he was able to get, I think it was over 20% of the base down just from the warden walk with no support, uh, which, I mean, that's good value for, for a warden walk that I'm sure this was one of their guys that was going to be tripling, um, just based on looking at how many stars this clan was able to put up and how many they put up against us. Uh, so that fail ended up allowing us to beat them by one star. Had that just been a two star, then they would have beaten us. Um, and, and looking at their percentage of total destruction throughout the entire week, it was massive. These guys uh, were a good clan that really were looking to to promote. So that, that disconnect just, I, I felt bad for them, but at the, at the same time, we wanted to make sure we didn't, uh, we didn't demote uh, and we were trying to do as well as we could. So we weren't going to throw the game just because they had an unfortunate disconnect. Uh, but at the end of the week, I got to look at the scores and that clan ended up being in second place by 12 stars. Well, what, what's unfortunate about that 12 stars is that they had a disconnect that robbed them of two stars because I, I guarantee that guy would have had at least two stars. And then had they beaten us, um, they would have gotten the 10 bonus stars for winning the war, which would have put them tied in stars with the first place team. And these guys um, had a total destruction, even with their even with their fail against us, their total destruction was 9,456. The first place team only had a total destruction of 9,205. So had they beaten us, these guys would have promoted. So uh, a big shout out to Malang KOE. Um, I don't know if that's how you pronounce that. that uh, that name, uh, where you guys are from, but I feel bad for you. I hope maybe next month y'all will get into a league, uh, a league group that you'll be able to win because they certainly had the skill to do it, and it was just an unfortunate disconnect that kept these guys from promoting. But that just goes to show how important it is to make sure. Uh, one, I've had this happen to me, where a notification will come in and screw up your war attack. So you know, put your phone on do not disturb when you're making those. Uh, those CWL hits, and two, make sure you've got a stable connection, whether that's your Wi-Fi or your cellular data, whatever you need to do to be able to have that, that stable connection. Those uh, connections can really mess you up if you don't have a good one in place, and that's what happened to Milan KOE uh, this past week. <clears throat> uh, so Jericho Rising, the Knights of Zion, fighting in Jericho Rising, Ended up with 252 stars. We ended in fourth place, which was a little bit better than I was expecting. Uh, our first day was absolutely terrible, like I said last week. Our first day, everybody just seemed to be jinxed, and uh, it, it was rough. Had we had a better first day, um, we would have potentially won that first day war. I don't know. Uh, day seven, I had one of those attacks where... I had planned out this perfect attack, found a bunch of burnt bases that, uh, that showed how to beat the thing, and I, I figured that these guys 
maybe they had baited that burnt attack, uh, so I had made a couple adjustments for that. Send everything in, and when I'm supposed to be dropping a rage spell for my clan or for my uh, siege machine troops to take out the core, I accidentally dropped my freeze. It was supposed to be saved for the back end because there were a bunch of expos and whatnot on the back end. And I ended up getting like a 94% two star because my poor queen couldn't get through all of those expos by herself without the freeze. So an unfortunate misdrop of a freeze spell by me meant we didn't win in day seven. Uh, and then that messed up day one where we just had a couple failed attacks. Uh, that was the difference between us being in fourth and probably second place. I'm not going to say we would have won again, uh, and I don't think we would have promoted. But just some silly little minor mistakes can be the difference, uh, can make a big difference in what's going on in your SCCWL. But, you know, we don't beat ourselves up too much. We, we weren't expecting to promote, and the fact that we did as well as we did, we're going to count that as a win. Eden's Edge. Uh, Eden's Edge was in Crystal 2. Uh, we had hoped to have that matchup with use code Klaus. Unfortunately, that spin didn't work out for us, but Eden's Edge did very well. Uh, Eden's Edge ended up in second place, so we promoted up to Crystal 1 there. We had something rare happen. It doesn't happen all the time for us. Uh, it doesn't happen all the time in Mixed War or even the Town Hall 14 war, but we actually had one guy win perfect. 21 stars, he had seven triples out of seven attacks, and that was just fantastic. So shout out to our guy, Fido, over in Eden's Edge. He's a Town Hall 11, and what bugs me about that is that I also have my 11 over there and was hoping for a perfect war, because let's be honest, Town Hall 11 is where it's going to happen, if it's going to happen at all, because Zap Witch, there's, there's just nothing that can stop it in Town Hall 11. It, there might be one or two bases out there that we would struggle with. Um, but unfortunately, I was not fast enough on the draw and was not able to mark a Town Hall 11 for myself or claim a Town Hall 11 for myself every day, so I ended up having to attack a few Town Hall 12s which ended up getting me to two stars, so I ended up with 19 out of 21 stars to me in our, my, on my Town Hall 11 in Eden's Edge, but uh, our boy Fido, he, uh, he rocked it out, was quick on the draw, claimed some good bases, and was able to triple everything that he attacked this week, so great job, my man. <clears throat> COTP plebs, we were down in Silver 1, and yet again, the plebs rolled through the lineup. Uh, we were completely and utterly outmatched every war. Uh, everybody had higher town hall levels than us. Everybody was just killing us. I think we had one week where the lowest on their map was a town hall 10, and our highest guys are town hall 9. But because there's so many inactive accounts in the Silver League level, uh, we were able to roll through. We ended up day 7. We were undefeated. We were battling against the only other undefeated clan, and I got to looking at the stars, and as long as we didn't get beat by, I think it was 25 stars, we were guaranteed to win the league, even if we lost the war. And that's exactly what happened. That team had the most active folks uh, of any clan all week. They had some pretty tough bases for us to be able to go up against. But even though we lost that war and lost it pretty well, the other team actually showed up when they played against us. We still had enough stars that we had banked all week that we ended up in first place. So we promote now up to gold three in COTP plebs. 
Now back to our guys in Knights of Zion. I do want to give some shout outs to our top five and and give a couple little uh, good things that happened to us this past week. You see, the week prior, or I'm sorry, the month prior, our bases, every single one of them except two of us, got tripled at some point in the week. Uh, now this again was was fresh after Town Hall 14 came out, so there was still some trying to figure out how the bases were going to work. Uh, but well, it wasn't exactly right after Town Hall 14 came out, but it was you know we were still trying to figure out what the base meta was going to be. Everybody had now figured out how to attack at Town Hall 14, and now we were trying to figure out how to defend at Town Hall 14. So there were only two bases that didn't get tripled. This past week, we had nine of our guys who went the. Well, everybody had five defenses, right? Uh, and nine of those guys didn't get tripled at all. So nine out of 21 never got tripled. And that was a huge, major improvement over the previous month. Uh, so shout out to the Knights of Zion being able to find some good bases. I'm not going to say that we designed all the bases ourselves in-house. Uh, I know that we've, you know, we, we have a base builder in-house who's working on figuring out Town Hall 14. And we've got uh, some connections with some other base builders who are are kind enough to give us some bases and maybe a leader who's uh, bought a couple bases to share with the rest of his clan. So great job on defense there, guys. Our top five this month, as we start looking at the average net stars. So we had to average out how many stars you lost versus how many stars you gained. Uh, we had one war where there was four of the enemy who didn't attack us. So that, that kind of messes up the the general net stars. Uh, so we had to move over to an average net stars. And maybe someday I'll post a screenshot of this, this spreadsheet that I'm using to come up with our stats. But in the meantime, our top five were Dressy. Dressy knocking it out, did a fantastic job this week. Our guy Klaus actually ended up in second place in average net stars. Uh, so good job. We did. We, Klaus was a busy man, had uh, some vacation coming up, had his content creator things going on, and was still able to do well in war. Uh, number three this month, Salmonites. Uh, it seems like every other month I'm shouting your name out there, dude. Good job. Number four was Benjo. Benjo is our Lalo master and is just uh, doing some great things for us. So thank you again, Benjo, for the good things you're doing. And number five was Trent Pole. Uh, Trent is our main leader down in Eden's Edge, and his 14 comes up in wars with us in Knights of Zion. And uh, I tell you what, the last two months, this guy has been on fire. I'm sure we're going to see some more great things out of him coming up. And uh, maybe if the Knights ever put together a team, I guarantee that Trent is probably going to be one of those guys that... Big D invites to come on to the team to do some league play. So again, good job, Knights. Uh, love seeing how well we're doing, how much we're improving, and the fact that we, our top five, tends to rotate. Yes, there might be one or two names we hear every month, but there's a, a good spread of who is doing good things, and that is a, a good thing as far as I am concerned. All right, now on to the big news. What everybody's wanting to hear today. Update. The update is live. The summer 2021 update, though technically is it actually summer yet? I don't know. I better check that calendar and see when that, uh, that summer actually begins. But the summer update 2021 is here. Uh, that first sneak peek, we got to see that there was going to be several defenses. Most of those defenses focused on air. 
that we're getting update upgrades uh, which kind of then of course led us to believe it was going to be an air based update and it was uh, I uh, I haven't had a chance oh thank you ways I better slow down a little bit here huh yeah let's remember what the speed limit is <laughs> all right um, I kind of figured that we were going to be seeing a bunch of air uh, some updates there and the troops that we have I haven't had a chance to play with all of them yet because it, you know it just went live a couple hours ago but before I left for work this morning, I did go and do a couple raids with these new rocket balloons. Uh, that, I, looking at it, I wasn't sure whether that was going to be my absolute favorite part of this update or if it was going to be kind of a lackluster update. Uh, if you look by the numbers, this, the rocket balloon has an increased housing space over the regular balloon of 60%. So regular balloon is 5% is, is 5 housing space. The rocket balloon is 8 housing space. So you know that that's a 60% increase in the amount of housing space it takes to have one. But you're only getting a 17% increase in speed because the rocket balloon speed is 12 whereas the regular balloon speed is 10. So is a 60% housing increase worth that 17% increase in speed. Well, that's the regular speed. Now, the first four seconds, you get that super speed. I I have not yet taken the time to find out what the uh, what the actual number is on that speed, uh, whether it's a percentage over over something. Um, but that is essentially putting down a hay spell for four seconds in front of that balloon. Regardless of how far it has to go, it's getting that, that speed boost. And then after that point, it's still two speed what units, whatever that is, two speed units faster than a regular balloon. And in practice, uh, I've been running a couple regular balloons and a couple, uh, I've only done like three attacks, uh, but I've been doing a couple regular balloons and a couple of these rocket balloons. And I gotta tell you, I think I love these things. Um, the other thing that we have going for them, so the hit points and the DPS between rocket balloons and regular balloons is exactly the same. The death damage though, the death damage on a max level balloon goes from 352 up to 600 on a rocket balloon. So now when that thing falls out of the sky, that is, that's, that's a big jump on its death damage. So it doesn't take quite as many of those things, quite as many balloons to take out. Say you've got a, an archer tower that you want to get down um, as part of a funnel for the rest of your troops. Uh, one of those things, depending on what other air targeting defenses are near that archer tower, one of those rocket balloons will take that down. Uh, maybe two, whereas before you were gonna have to distract things and hope that two or three balloons were gonna take it down. So. I'm not, yes, I'm having to spend more in housing space to get those rocket balloons, but I don't need to use as many in that in the housing space as it would take uh, to get down that corner wizard tower or archer tower or whatever it might be. So I think that added death damage makes up for the fact that it's only a little bit of an increase in speed. Um, and then you're not having to take as many hay spells or as, as many rage spells uh, as you would need in a regular, say, Lalo or... Uh, I've been using them with dragons right now, practicing, uh, playing with these new level of dragons. Uh, I have not upgraded my e-dragons yet, uh, or I have not upgraded 
the new Dragon Rider. I haven't even played with the Dragon Rider yet, so I'm, I'm reluctant to give my thoughts on how that guy's going to go. But uh, I will be playing a little bit with him this afternoon, so maybe next week we'll get a little bit more in-depth coverage of how I feel about the Dragon Rider. Some of the other quality of life updates, uh, I really like some of the things that they've got going on. The ability to share um, armies now, I think, is great we've all done that before where hey what's working for you and you have to describe it and type the whole thing out and, and yeah it, that's easy to do but it's so much easier now that you can just share the armies uh, the fact that you can copy between your own quick train slots down to another quick train slot so that either you want to reorder the where you've got the, the different armies or if you want to copy one and then just make minor tweaks to it I think that's a great thing uh, the other thing that I'm loving and that uh, I'm still playing with and tweaking to see how it's going to work for me is the ability now to customize your deployment bar. And that actually goes and feeds directly into a question that I received uh, on the Discord server. So I'm going to jump right over now to that question. Uh, we've got several questions that came in. This first one is from Drake. And it says, what in class makes you want to throw your phone out a window? <laughs> the, my most frustrating thing in Clash of Clans is when I think that I have tapped on a spell for deployment and or have chosen the spell for deployment and I'm trying to time out perfectly and usually it's a freeze spell. And whether that freeze is when I'm doing like a drag bat and I'm trying to freeze a... A, a, uh, a splash damage defense that the bats are about to go on so you know that you've got to get that thing timed out perfectly and what happens is I think I choose the the free spell I wait and I'm waiting and then I tap on whatever that that splash damage is and I didn't actually choose the free spell I didn't choose anything and nothing happens at all and now I'm screwed because that wizard tower or that multi-target inferno just roasted all of the bats that we're going to clean up the rest of the base. Same thing when I'm using my witches. Uh, the witches are about to step into range of a scatter shot. I think I have I have chosen my free spell, tap on that scatter shot, and nothing happens. Now it's just me fat fingering something, I guess. Uh, that, that free spell usually ends up being what's over on the far right of the deployment bar, at least of what's shown on the deployment bar. Uh, and like the right edge of it is off the screen and I don't know if I need to scroll that thing all the way onto the screen for it to actually recognize that I'm tapping on it but that tends to be the one that gets missed the absolute most so what makes me want to throw my phone out the window is when I fat finger selecting a spell and it's not actually selected the other thing that happens to me quite a bit is when I go to scroll that deployment bar over so that I can select my free spell I'll end up bumping the siege machine. Uh, I use a lot of log launchers, and when I accidentally bump that stupid log launcher, which then pops it before it gets through the walls, it, it's absolutely worthless now. Uh, it also happens when I go to switch between um, golems and witches. Uh, if I'm using my, my zap witch army, where I'll put down a couple witches on a corner, 
and then drop a golem and then I'm going to slide over to the other corner, drop a couple witches and sometime, somehow, between selecting the witch and now trying to select the golem, I'll accidentally select the siege machine and drop it instead of a golem. And that, you know, now you've just annihilated the angles that you were trying to come in at and it just screws everything up. So. The thing that makes me want to throw my phone out the window is when I accidentally bump something down in that deployment bar that doesn't need to be bumped, or I'm not bumping something that does need to be bumped, and it just messes up my entire attack. Uh, that's that's usually, if, if I'm going to fail, it's going to be because of something stupid like that, where I messed that up. So yeah, that's the thing that makes me want to throw it out the window. Uh, Drake's second question is, what are the main differences practically and culturally in a pro clan versus your old clans. Uh, well, Drake, I don't know because I've never been in a pro clan. <laughs> uh, Knights of Zion, while in some regards we might be slightly high profile, uh, we are not a pro clan. We've got a couple guys, and when I say a couple guys, there's like three who have played in leagues before. Uh, we can consider Klaus Gaming, and again, this is Klaus Gaming, not Klaus from Queen Walkers. We can consider Klaus a pro player in that his full-time job is content creation. Uh, YouTube is his job, and his main YouTube channel is Clash of Clans. So he's getting paid to play Clash of Clans, which makes him a pro, but he's not a guy that's going and competing in world level, world championship level league play. Um, there's, there's a difference there, right, in, in the type of pro that he is. Uh, we have Dressy, who gets paid for Clash of Clans because he is a base builder with RH base building, I believe. Um, so he gets paid to build bases, not necessarily play. Now, he has played in leagues, uh, same with Benjo, I believe. Uh, he, they have played in leagues before and could potentially go on to play in pro-level stuff. But we aren't a pro clan. We're a YouTube clan. Uh, so we get a little bit more you know, a higher profile than, than some random clans, but is, you know, practically speaking, um, I don't know, what's the difference? We get, we do a lot more friendly challenges, but that's something I, I have tried to do in any of the clans that I've ever been in is, is, uh, hey, let's do friendly challenges in practice. Um, we have a lot more activity in our discord server than we did in Guild of Grace or Calvinist. Uh, but that has, that comes with where our recruiting pool is coming from also, because a lot of fans of the YouTube channels uh, are the guys who end up applying, and they tend to be a little bit more active. So yeah, our Discord server tends to be a little bit more active than it does in Guild of Grace. Um, culturally, I chose to move on from Guild of Grace and into Klaus's clan because I like the way that Klaus does things. Uh, he has always, always kept things very clean on his channel, very family friendly. Uh, he's not geared towards making content for, you know, six-year-olds, but he doesn't want his content to be offensive to families with six-year-olds. So we we keep the chat clean. Um, we don't, there, there, you know, there's no there's no cursing in in clan chat or in Discord. There's no innuendo. There's no any of that stuff. Now, Guild of Grace was it was built upon a group of Christians who got together who wanted to play Clash together. I'm not saying that everybody in Knights of Zion is Christian. I know that's not the case, but those are the principles that the clan was built upon, being that it was Klaus, 
and his his family friendly environment that he's built on his channel so culturally the difference uh it's a little bit more diverse i guess but it's still the same type of chat going on um and, and i and i love it that, that's why i chose to move into that youtuber's clan as opposed to any of the others that are out there um was because i liked i liked klaus is a is a man uh, so, you know, man to man, I, I liked what he was doing and I, I liked the culture that he was trying to um, represent and, and to foster. Uh, so we've, we've I've really enjoyed being in there. And then to go along with that, how many of the guys from Guild of Grace have I been able to bring over? Um, I came over, uh, Dustinians followed me shortly after, uh, Dynamite's over there now. Tribe of, Jude, Tribe of Judah's there, uh, Proverbs 31, Salmonites, uh, we've just recently brought Dynamite and Proverbs 31 up into leadership, Marshman's over there now, so it is a lot of the guys who I've been clashing with for many, many years, so the culture is kind of the same there. Now, if we really want to talk about pro-level clans, I'm sure it is absolutely different. Um, I remember watching there was a little bit of a documentary about um, there was a documentary about Clash of Clans. It was done by Amazon back in 2018, I think, and it highlighted a few of uh, the, the Clash of Clans players. And I'll I'll get more into these documentaries that were done in some future episodes, but that's that's going to depend on some other things that are going on. But I was watching; it was about tribe gaming. So the the person that they were following was Chief Pat, who was the founder and, and CEO of Tribe Gaming, right? And they were preparing for a major tournament. These guys actually flew to... Well, it was when they went to a tournament in Helsinki, I believe. Uh, they flew to a tournament. They rented a house together. And they're sitting together at, like, the dining room table, mapping out attack strategies and practicing and practicing and practicing. And when you're... Now, we practice a lot in Knights of Zion, but we're not... We're not all flying to Texas to meet at Klaus's house or Big D's house uh, so that we can face-to-face -face make plans and come up with strategies and give each other critiques because we're also not getting paid to do it, right? So anytime you start you know, putting money on the line and people's livelihoods on the line, yeah, they're going to absolutely take it more seriously and, and do things that the average player doesn't. Now, that doesn't mean I wouldn't want to fly down to Texas and go, you know, have a barbecue at one of these guys' house. Uh, and, I, and I say Texas because that's where our, a lot of our leadership team is from. Uh, Klaus and, and Big D, shout out to you guys. And I don't think either of them have uh, have been trying to hide the fact that they're from Texas. Uh, so, yeah, I'd go down there and have a barbecue with them, maybe, if, if the family vacation time lined up with, with when we wanted to do that. But we're not all getting together that often to do those types of practice things. We're not, you know, money is not on the line. Our, our, our family's livelihood is not on the line. So we don't have to take it quite as seriously. We look like tryhards from the outside, but we still are a bunch of filthy casuals. And, uh, and I, I appreciate that, that we are filthy casuals who like to try to do our best without being absolute tryhards. Drake's third question is, if you lost all of your accounts in progress, would you start over? Oh, man, that, that's a tough question. Um, if I lost all of my accounts, would I start over? I love this game 
and I love the community that I'm in so much that I that I probably would. Uh, it would make things very difficult for me because uh, if I lost all of the accounts, we would we would lose the the leadership role in COTP plebs, right? Because Alpha Fish is the leader there, and if I were to lose that, then we would no longer have the leader. That would be a dead account that would be worthless in that clan. Uh, but that is probably where I would start off a new account. I'd, I'd, I'd put that, you know, start off there, build it up, and, and and work from there up. Because you can get to Town Hall 9, well, my Alpha Fish account is a relatively new Town Hall 9. Hit the button right before CWL, and I started that account January 1st. So now we're midway through June. Uh, I have not been playing that one every single day. So just playing casually, I can get to Town Hall 9 in probably, it could have, probably could have done it in five months, been most of the way through Town Hall 9 by now. So yeah, I'd probably start back over. It would take me a little bit of time to get up to where I can get back into Eden's Edge. Um, but yeah, I think I would start over. I'd be mad if I lost all the accounts. And I, I, I'm not sure why I would lose them, but yeah, you, you'd still see me out there. You'd still see me in the Discord servers. Uh, and, and it would suck to have to start over, but, but I would eventually catch back up uh, somehow. Yeah, let's not think about losing all the accounts. <laughs> Nob, Nob asks, wow, Nob's got a long question. He likes asking these, these multi-part questions. What are some attack strats you have seen that you would like to try? Also, where did you see those attacks? Clanmates, enemy clans, or YouTube? One of the main reasons I like to watch the pro scene is to gather ideas and compile them into my own idea because I can't replicate the pros lol <laughs> yeah i feel you now uh it's, i'm kind of the same way right i don't like i said last week i'm not watching the world championships right now mostly because of, of i just feel like it was poorly managed uh and i don't i don't know that i want to reward them for a poorly managed tournament uh, at this point in time but i am still watching some of the other leagues uh, i'm in a few clash of clans league discord servers and i'll find some of the streamers that are streaming some of those they're going to be the smaller streamers really and i'll see what these guys what they're attacking with uh at that level um and then i get a lot from clan mates because we have a lot of clan mates who are watching very closely the uh the pro scene um and it's been neat having so talked about dressy a couple times already today dressy being a base builder when he when he builds his bases um he'll have to do a bunch of fcs against those bases and sometimes he'll he'll come into knights of zion uh and bring a couple buddies over um and they'll do and a couple other you know base building buddies over and they will do just constant fcs testing these bases out and we'll let the if those guys are in there we'll step back and let them do their fcs because they've got specific things that they are trying to test against so if we see them posting we're not going to grab their friendly challenges and attack them um, because they're they're trying to test against different different strategies but it's neat watching those replays to see what our professional base builders are trying to defend against um I, it's it's been kind of fun for that to be one of the strategies that i'm using for coming up with different attacks something that i have seen that i would like to try uh, and, and I just I haven't done it yet I've seen a, several people do it and I'm behind the times because it's kind of been in meta now for 
month, month and a half, if not a little bit longer. But that's the super archer attack. Um, I think it's kind of cool what some of these guys have been able to come up with and do. Because it, and the super archer has been around for a while, and it seemed like it got used when they first came out, and then it just kind of fell by the wayside. And now it's it's gotten this resurgence as people are figuring out the things that it can do. Uh, so I would love to be able um, to replicate that and, and put that into my arsenal of things to try. I think we all would love to be able to try, and I, I, I've tried it and absolutely failed, but the barge attack that, that Klaus from Queenwalkers was able to do, I mean, come on. That dude just does all kinds of craziness. Uh, I wish we could all see those types of things. Um, but yeah, and as far as replicating the pros, you know, that that ain't happening. Uh, <laughs> I will never be able to replicate anything those guys do. So yeah, I do like coming up with my own things after watching some strategies. Uh, but right now, yeah, the one that I would love to try out that I've seen, and I'm, I'm, I know I'm behind the times, really is the Sneaky Archers, um, or the Super Archers. So maybe, maybe when I'm done playing with these new air troops, maybe that's what I'll move on to. And the final question that I had come in is from Hero, and he says, what's your preference? Active people at a lower town hall or big town hall that log in once a day? Um, you know, I don't, I don't know about this because I need people who are around the same town hall level as me. And since I have a big town hall, I need to have those big town hall guys, but I need them on more than once a day. And I've, I've never been in a clan where I've run into that problem. Or if I was in that kind of clan, I, I moved. Um, I would, I would prefer, I guess, the activity, but then I would also want to have a town hall level that was about the same as the people who were active. Because if I'm a town hall 14 sitting in the clan with a bunch of town hall nines and I need, you know, CC troops, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to be able to push up as high in legend league or, uh, do as well in war without that. So I guess activity is the one that I would prefer, but man, that, that's tough. Um, because if I've only, if they're only logging in once a day, unless it's for an hour, I guess if, if it's once a day, but they're logging in for an hour, then, then I can do a boost and I can continue doing my stuff. Um, maybe that works then, but I don't think that's what, what heroes, uh, question is about. So yeah, I guess activity, but only if that activity is at about the same town hall level as me. Does that make sense? I, I, I hope it does. All right, so a few more notes about the update. Uh, as should be expected with any software update, there are a few bugs that have been reported, uh, which is normal. Anytime you've got a an application or a piece of software that's being used across as many different types of devices as Clash of Clans is, uh, there's gonna be a few bugs. And Supercell is hard at work right now trying to fix all of those. I'm sure any of y'all uh, because our, our podcast community tends to be a little bit smarter than the average player, right? Y'all have probably already figured out some of the problems and how to get around them. Uh, one big one was that there were several folks running Android who were having trouble getting the update to download and install properly. Uh, Supercell tweeted out early this morning uh, about how to get that fixed. Uh, essentially said, open your Android's device, Android devices settings. Uh, the menu there, then tap on apps, locate and tap on Google Play Store app, and then tap storage, 
then tap clear cache and clear data uh, so there must have been some sort of hang up with the cached data that was causing uh, either the device to think it was already updated or just not letting the new update load some other bugs that have been reported include clan names missing from the clan castle flickering arrows in the star laboratory issues switching to donated siege machines oh that would be that would be annoying if I was trying to use a donated siege machine and didn't realize that bug was there. Uh, so make sure you're checking on that one. And then battle battle builder and builder huts getting stuck when inside walls. I haven't seen any screenshots of what that means. Uh, but those are some of the bugs that have been reported that Supercell is working on. Uh, if you are experiencing those bugs, uh, just know Supercell is working on it. If you experience other bugs or other hiccups uh, related to the update, please let Supercell know. Um, they've got a team of guys that are set aside specifically on update days uh, to be able to work on these things in a very quick manner. Uh, you can do that in-game if you tap on, uh, I believe it's settings, and then go down to help and support. There's a an option for gameplay and bug reports. Um, you can either do a, a, a bug report or just contact um, support and let them know what's going on. Uh, take a screenshot of what you're seeing and when they respond back to you, uh, when you first open this trouble ticket, we'll call it, you won't be able to send screenshots, but once they respond back to you uh, and there's actually somebody assigned to it, they'll let you uh, be able to upload a screenshot or two of what the problem is and they'll get to work on that. You can also hit them up on their social media. Uh, I see them on Twitter a lot. And now that the, the forums are on their way out, they're on Reddit quite a bit too. And I know that on update days that Darian and the, you know, he's the community manager, so he's not actually one of the guys going in and fixing things. Um, but they also have a lot of their engineers and developers and whatnot who are, who are regularly monitoring the social medias to make sure that they can address any bugs that do arise. Uh, and if you're seeing those, Take pause, submit a bug report, and let them know what's going on. Because it's a, again, it's a massive game that is played by lots of people across a bunch of different types of devices and operating systems. And as a guy that is in the IT field, I know that getting an update out when all of the devices are using the same operating system can be tricky. So when you've got a bunch of devices on a bunch of different versions of operating systems it can be even trickier so uh thank you to supercell for always working hard to get those bugs fixed in a timely manner uh we know that it happens we know that you have to deal with a bunch of frustrated uh gamers and we uh we appreciate you putting up with us for so long all right y'all so today let's move into our coffee talk segment now um i have a a special coffee that I'm going to highlight this week, uh, and it's one that is very difficult for me, anyway, to actually get a hold of. Uh, I was only able to get it because uh, I'm a friend of a guy, I'm an online friend of a guy who works at this roaster, and we have a, I have a mutual friend in a, in a coffee group who was able to get this guy to personally ship him a bag of beans from this roaster. And then he sent sample size uh, little portions out to those of us that are in this group. Uh, the name of the coffee roaster is called Industry Beans. Industry Beans. And the reason that it is so difficult for me to actually get a hold of it is because, and, and some of y'all are going to like this, it's located in Australia. Uh, that's right. I'm, I'm going to highlight an Australian company 
today in our Coffee Talk segment. Uh, these guys are... I don't know how large they are. I don't know what they look like in the Australian market. Uh, I know of them because, again, I'm, I'm friends in an online group with one of the guys that works there, and we had to beg, borrow, and plead to get him to figure out a way to send it to us because sending things international could be difficult, and then when you start talking about a fresh product, crossing international lines and customs and, and all this stuff, let's just say getting that bag from Australia to the United States was not cheap, so I, uh, I appreciate my buddy who was able to hook us up with uh, some samples of that so that we could taste some coffee that was roasted on the other side of the world. Um, we actually had two different, he sent two bags, we had two different uh, ones that were sent, and this was actually a while ago, so I don't know that this particular varietal is still available, but I, I know from the two that I've tried and from stories of the folks that I completely and utterly trust in the coffee business, that these guys are good. So, Industry Beans, in Australia, they've got several cafes throughout the country, uh, I do know that, that they're, that they're located all over the place. Um, maybe not as big as what a, a Starbucks would be in the United States, because that's not the way that specialty coffee works, but these guys are doing good stuff there. So, um, Knob, Green Arrow, you guys, uh, if you happen to see some, give it a try and let me know. Uh, and as a matter of fact, Green Arrow, I worked out a special code, a special password, and I, I hinted at this last night in the Discord server. I got a special code and password just for you, buddy. If you use code Starbucks in your checkout, they are going to add a 25% surcharge to your order. That's right. If you use code Starbucks when you order from Industry Beans, this is only good for Green Arrow, they will add a 25% surcharge to your order, and, and then they'll, they'll donate the bet to, uh, to my channel. Uh, so go ahead. Make sure you're ordering a bunch from them, buddy, and they will hook you up with a donation to me. <laughs> And uh, that, that, that might have a little bit of something to do with something that, uh, that Green Arrow might have uh, instigated in one of the Discord servers that we're in. Uh, so love you there, bud. Uh, actually, I do hope that, that if you all see it, that, you, that you'll try those guys out and, and let me know uh, what you think of it. And if you already have, well, let me know. Uh, I'd, I'd appreciate hearing from you. So that is, that's going to be it for right now, guys. Um, I know there are a ton of things with the update, you know, minor details that I have not addressed, and I just haven't had the chance to play with them that much. Uh, so hopefully, over the next week or so, we'll be able to work that out. I will tell you, I have been using, like I said, I've been using those rocket balloons, and so far, I'm enjoying them. Despite the fact that, that on paper, it looks like they might not be worth it, I, I think I'm enjoying those things. Uh, and I'm also getting reports that they might be pretty dang good in a defensive CC, uh, that if you are not fast on getting the poison down and you have some other troops, like a couple super minions behind them, that they're wrecking queen charges. So um, I'm going to be testing those out in some FCs in our clan and maybe roll one in a war. We have a supporter war for Klaus going on right now over in Jericho Rising. So maybe I'll roll that in my, my war CC there uh, just to, to see how well they're actually doing. Um, and, and I'll let you know. So you guys try out some of these new troops. Try them in a bunch of different ways and a bunch of different strategies. Uh, I, like I said, I've not used the Dragon Riders yet. I, I plan on maybe testing those out tonight too. Uh, I have seen our our boss, Big D, 
crushing some bases with them. Um, maybe a couple time fails on FCs because they're not super fast, so we're, we're tweaking the, the timing on those things. Uh, but, man, those things are tanky and beefy. Um, a, a, a maxed Seeking Air Mine does not take out one of those Dragon Riders. Uh, I think it takes two Seeking Air Mines, and I even saw one that hit a Seeking Air Mine and an Air Bomb, and it still had plenty of health left to go and take out a couple defenses. Uh, so those things are tanky and beefy, but let's just see how well we're able to use them because they're a little bit slow. So y'all, have a great week in Clash. Uh, I hope to see you in the Discord. Uh, hook me up with any other questions you might have. I, I appreciate the, the conversations that we're having there. And I love having some ideas for things that we're going to discuss here on the channel. I kind of teased about a series that I want to start. And that really depends on some things that Supercell's doing. So once once Supercell has, has made some tweaks and some finishes to some things, then I'm going to start a series that, uh, that I'm really looking forward to. Uh, and maybe I'll do it once a month, maybe it'll be every other month uh, as, a, as a, a recurring thing on the channel here. Um, and, and hopefully it'll be something that y'all enjoy. I'm going to pair the first one with a giveaway, but that, the details for that are going to be coming well into the future. So don't be looking for it this week or next week. Uh, like I said, it's hinging on some things that Supercell is going to be changing. Uh, hint, hint, maybe that, you know, being able to gift Gold Pass things easier. Uh, Maybe that will be what changes when I get to do that. So pay attention to when they open up that Supercell store on their website. And once we're able to actually give away gold passes that way, I plan on making some, uh, having some fun here with the, the podcast in a future episode and highlighting some great things that have happened in our past and uh, giving some shout outs to some folks who have done a lot of hard work for Clash of Clans and Supercell that, that aren't actually employees of, of Supercell, but have done some great things to get us to where we are today uh, and to get this game that we love so much where it is today. So y'all have a great week. I uh, appreciate y'all hopping in the car and riding with me today on my commute to work, and I can't wait to hear from you in the future. So y'all uh, be safe and have some fun while you're out there playing in traffic. Bye for now.